Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Hard to believe the last trading day of March as we get ready to start April, which means we had some USDA reports that came out today. We're going to talk about the perspective planning numbers and what it means as we look at it per state. Um, is there room to reevaluate said numbers? Because I know there's already some questions going about on social media. So we're going to dive into all of that today with Jeff Peterson. He is with Heartland Farm Partners and Jeff perspective planning report i think this is probably one of my favorite reports because it sets the tone going into spring planting overall though what'd you think of those numbers you know it was interesting overall it you know the core number uh, came in lower than what we were thinking we were kind of thinking we'd be down a couple million acres and we kind of thought that uh, soybeans would be up about 1.7 million but the reports always do surprise and on the corn side they came in at 89.5 million acres that'd be down about 3.87 million acres from where we were last year and you know that came in the the average trade guess coming off the dow jones numbers was around 92 you know that came in way below not only the average trade guess but came in actually below the range of estimates and that's why we saw such a strong response in that corn market then you move over to the soybean side and you know that comes in just the opposite the other way up 3.8 million acres and gets us all the way up to 91 million acres trade was looking for about 88.8 and you know last year we came in at about 88 um million acres is where, or actually 87.195 is where we filed out last year in the 2021 crop. And and as we dig into that numbers a little bit deeper, we start looking at it and saying, okay, what stands out or what's interesting that could be for adjustments down the road um, when we we look at what's the combined acres across corn, soybeans, and wheat that came in at 227.9 million acres. And that was up 645,000 acres actually from last year. And so you, a couple things that we're thinking about there, Susan, is that we know that when there was more CRP, our, our research would indicate there's about 1.3 million more acres of CRP than there was a year ago. Uh, we also, as we look forward, we also know that, you know, urban sprawl does take some acres away. And then uh, in addition to that, we, we also believe that prevent plant will be a little higher. Last year's number around 1.2 million acres of prevent plant across corn, beans, and wheat. We also think that uh, this year will be a little higher. So that's going to take a few numbers of acres away. So overall, our total acre numbers, we think they're coming in just a little bit high there. And, and we'll talk more about the individual commodity numbers as we move along today, Susan. Well, let's take a look at the corn and looking at it numbers by state. Were there any states that kind of rose to the top as to be hoping for some big planting numbers? Well, you know, there is. And as we as we dig in, um, actually, South Dakota does go ahead and, and was uh, up about 50,000 50, acres. And that, that does set a new record high for, for South Dakota. But then overall from there, you've got, you know, individuals coming off. There's some, like Minnesota's off about 600,000 acres from where they would have been a year ago. You take a look at Illinois and Iowa, they're also off 300,000 apiece. Um, you take a look at North Dakota, North Dakota. Dakota's down 500,000 acres. Um, you then dig in and you take a look at Nebraska. We're down a couple hundred thousand acres. Indiana's down 300,000 acres. So, you know, that's kind of the, the breakdown on the state by state level, Susan. So why South Dakota? Why, why such a big jump for them? 
You know, that that's interesting. 50,000 isn't too much of an increase, uh, you know, for them, but they, they are bucking the trend a little bit. And and as we dig in and look at that, um, we'll talk more about, you know, what their soybeans acres are, are doing there in South Dakota. But honestly, I don't have a good reason for you in South Dakota. All right. That's South Dakota. We'll just go with that. What about from soybeans? What are you seeing? Yeah, as, as we as we start looking at this, the soybean side and, and dig in and look at the, the state level on that, a few things that kind of stand out to us there is that we've got some new records set on acres on soybeans. You know, you've got uh, South Dakota, once again, 5.7 million acres, and that's when we talk about, you know, well, did it come from beans? No, it didn't come from beans on their increase there. Um, you've actually got Nebraska, 5.7 million acres. That's a new record also. Uh, 11 million acres is is where Illinois comes in at, and that would also be a new record. And you've also got Ohio at 5.1 million acres. That would also be a new record. So you've got a number of states, and you've got some big producers that are putting in some, you know, big amounts of acres. Uh, the one that kind of was interesting for us, North Dakota actually is one where they've got about 7 million acres in production this year. They're down about 250,000 acres is where they're at. So, you know, some of the other crops did take a few acres away from them. You know, we didn't just have the perspective planning. It was kind of a double whammy. We had the quarterly stocks report as well. And let's talk about the creation, how that all that information is kind of gathered. Yeah, that that is interesting on that, and we have to just kind of sit back and think about that quarterly stocks report. It's a useful report for us, especially from the basis side, to kind of get a handle of you know what's the demand looking at not only at the national level but also at the state level how stocks are moving. So it gives us a good feel. Um, they they end up surveying Mass, the National Ag Statistics Service. They'll survey seventy three thousand farmers, and that's uh, seventy three thousand farmers is the same amount that they did also survey for the prospective planning report, and they'll just ask them what they've got for on and and off-farm stocks. Now, what's in or on-farm stocks, the off-farm stocks, that's that's another survey. And keep in mind what they do there, Susan, is they reach out. There's about 8,200 facilities out there. Makes up about 11.8 billion bushels of storage capacity. Um, They attempt to survey all of them. And normally, NAS, normally they would get about 90% of the capacity surveyed. So they bring all those numbers together to, to give us a feel of not only what's our total stocks look like, uh, but also at also the state level and also at the grain buyer level. And that's really useful for us to actually see, you know, are we on pace to hit the USDA numbers? So as we come into the next WASDE report, we could see some adjustments. All right, well, stick around. We're going to take a look more at what the quarterly stock numbers are, what the breakdown is, and a lot more from the grain complex as we continue. It was a double report day. We've got a lot more coming up as Jeff Peterson joins us this afternoon with Heartland Farm Partners. Stick around. More is coming up on the Fontenelle Final Bell, right? Right here on the Rural Radio Network. Throughout the changes the last 85 years in agriculture, Fontenelle Hybrids has been there to serve Nebraska farmers. Here's veteran Fontenelle dealer Terry Kachera from Bassett. During my career as a seed dealer and farmer in Nebraska, I've seen a lot of change. As genetics and technology progress through the years and decades, Fontenelle has always been as progressive as any seed company that I've ever been around. For more, find us on Facebook or at Fontenelle.com. Always follow grain marketing and all of their stewardship practices and pesticide RVM. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Continuing our conversation with Jeff Peterson with Heartland Farm Partners. We left off talking about the quarterly stocks report and kind of how they put all this information together. So the question is, how do corn quarterly stocks look when we compare it to the state level? 
Yeah, so when we dig into this, let's, we'll start at the national level and we'll work our way into the state level. So on the corn, uh, 7.85 um, billion bushels is what it would have been. And, and that compared to last year's March number at about 7.696, so up about 154 million bushels. And and what's interesting, Susan, is we, we start digging in. You know, one of the questions that we've been asking ourselves is that with such a nice winter and with some really good prices, you know, did we see in, in some key states, did we see more bushels move uh, ultimately from the from the farm into the elevator? And, and there's a lot of discussion as we saw bids, you know, back, uh, what's that been, two, three weeks ago when we saw the bids roll from May on out to July and saw some weakness on basis. So generally the feeling was a lot of the buyers were getting some coverage on there. And, and as we dig into the numbers, it is kind of interesting to see, uh, for instance, on Iowa, Iowa has 3.7% uh, more stocks on hand across all their, basically all their positions on the corn side than they would have a year ago. But yet their on-farm amount is, is down 2%. And then you take a look at Kansas, and, and Kansas is down both uh, on-farm uh, and also overall. They're down about 9.5% on their on-farm stocks. And then you get in to take a look at Minnesota, and, and surprising on Minnesota, I guess it's down about 12% on their overall stocks. Their on-farm stocks are down about 9.8%. And in Nebraska, actually, you know, Nebraska actually has a lot of stocks on hand compared to where we would have been a year ago. We're up about 5.9%. But the interesting part, though, is that we're, we're a little different than some of the other states in, in that actually our on-farm amount of stocks are actually up 10%. So we've seen the others actually kind of have less on-farm. It seems like we've got a little bit more out there. So we're going to have to watch that going forward. Um, South Dakota, down about 8.6%. Uh, across all stocks, but yet their on-farm stocks on the corn side is down about 12%. And then when we bring all the numbers together, Susan, overall stocks are up about 2% um, across all positions compared to last year, but yet the on-farm stocks are only up about one, and that just reinforces the fact that there truly was more bushels across the whole that did move to town than what we'd normally see. Well, before we look at the what the future holds, kind of want to talk. We talked about this during the commercial break. Kind of the the biggest acres seen in that planning report for for soybeans, but smaller seen for corn. Yeah, exactly. And and I think as we go forward on that, um, our general feeling, especially where prices are at, and and if we get a good planning weather, and I, and it sure looks like we could could have, and we'll have to watch it and see. I think this is probably the smallest acreage number we've seen that will get put out there. I think when we get out to June, we'll see that uh, corn acreage number move up and be higher. And on the flip side of that, I think there's a good chance that we could ultimately end up seeing the the soybean number come down some as we go forward. It it sure seems like that that could also happen. Now, the caveat to that that could keep that from necessarily happening, if, if the soybean price stays high, and we probably don't talk about this enough, what it does mean is there are additional acres out there that could go into beans, and I'm not talking about that coming away from any other crop. It comes act, actually back to the double crop side, and, and we'd expect to see a, a higher than the normal amount of stocks or of, of acres that get put in on the double crop side. So that, that's something we'll have to keep a close eye on going forward. Kind of joked with you uh, before we started the Fontenelle final bell today was, you know, numbers are subject to change and we could see some revisions coming from the USDA. But as we look at the numbers that we were given today and we move forward into the weeks ahead with planting, how do we focus? What are some things that we need to focus on the markets moving into the next couple of months? 
Yeah, no, that's that's a great question. So I think we first just kind of stay on this uh, theme of of looking at the acres, and I'd say it's it's a it's a matter of seeing do we end up seeing the acres actually go in the ground like what this report shows, and and as I'd mentioned before, a lot of that is going to end up depending upon what the weather. And if we get off to a good fast start here, I think what we'll see is that we'll see some shifting of those acres. Probably take um, add some of those to corn, take them away. I would say from from some of the soybean side, and and then going forward after that, then we can have to see got a dry conditions in the west which ultimately we got to have to make sure we pick up some rainfall so the weather and in those six to ten day and and uh you know 10 to 14 day forecasts are going to ultimately become very important but we also got to then keep an eye on you know our, do we have too wet conditions anywhere and i know parts of the eastern corn belt are a little wet not to be concerned about for prevent plan or anything like that at this point just gonna have to make sure that the acres are able to get planted then we got to shift our attention back to the war that's happening between Russia and Ukraine, and we got to just watch really closely how their acres are getting planted. And you know, the rumors are out there, and the research has shown that they might only have diesel fuel for about twenty percent of the crop to get planted. So we'll have to watch to see if they are able to get the acres in. All right, lots of information today, Jeff. Best way for folks to get a hold of you. Yeah, give me a call at 402-366-4694. Check us out on the web at heartlandfarmpartners.com, where we do have some free daily commentary we send out by text or email. Or follow me on Twitter at JeffPeterson01. And that is today's Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.